So thank you all for being present. And today we're going to begin our loving-kindness practice. Sometimes you'll hear us or me say the word metta, M-E-T-T-A, and that is also a word we often use interchangeably for loving-kindness. Just want to get a sense of how many of you have not yet uh, practiced loving-kindness in a, in a formal way. So I... Okay. So just to explain a little bit, give some description of it, and as you practice uh, the loving-kindness, you may come to understand it more, of course, and uh, you may even develop more questions about it. So instead of taking a long time to describe all the various facets of loving-kindness, I'm going to give some general uh, understanding of it. And as you go along in the practice of it, please bring up your questions to us either in the morning uh, sitting. And of course, after this sitting, there'll be time that I'll uh, give you for questions and in your personal interviews as you Uh, continue to do the practice over this course of our time together. We'll be doing the practice of loving-kindness today and tomorrow as a way of preparing us for doing the equanimity practice for the following uh, days that we're here at the retreat. So first to put loving-kindness in a a context... um, It's said that there are four divine abodes. And sometimes you'll hear these ancient words called Brahma-vihara or Brahma-vihara. And Brahma means high or divine. And vihara means abode. And this abode is in our hearts. It's really not a place outside of ourselves, although we, we may feel that place of loving-kindness around us. But it's a cultivation of loving-kindness and various qualities of the heart that are uh, connected to loving-kindness within our own hearts, this abiding place within our own hearts. So these four divine abodes begin with metta, or loving-kindness. And I'll give... uh, an expanded uh, description of that, but first, knowing what the others are. Loving-kindness is the first one. It's a basis for all of the other divine abodes. When loving-kindness turns towards pain, suffering, heartache, difficulty in our lives or the lives of others, then the aspect of compassion comes out of that loving-kindness. So the second uh, divine abode is compassion. When loving-kindness turns towards joy, happiness, the happiness of others, the well-being, the success of others, then the aspect of sympathetic joy is brought out of that loving-kindness. When the heart and mind of kindness, of of loving-kindness turn towards both the joy and the sorrow in the world, within ourselves, then the aspect of equanimity can be born, can be uh, realized. 
And equanimity is a heart that's very spacious and big, able to hold the joy and the sorrow. So more about equanimity in in future days. So loving kindness as we can understand, at least generally for now, is that it's this unconditional care for ourselves and for others, no matter what's happening. So whatever the conditions are, it's this ability, the capacity of the heart to open to it, to be able to face it, to be able to touch it with kindness, to be able to treat it with kindness, to respond with kindness. So just in very simple words, it's this unconditional care. Now, metta is the word in Pali, but there is a word in Sanskrit, which is mitra. And um, sometimes it's M-I-T-R-A, and sometimes I see it M-I-T-T-A. The root of that word is also the root of the word friendliness, is also the root of the word gentle. So it's interesting that all of these come together, this aspect of loving-kindness, metta, um, gentleness, friendliness. So you get the sense that it's really this cultivation of really befriending ourselves, befriending others in a way where we can connect with the goodness of ourselves, the goodness of others, where we train the mind and the heart to turn towards the goodness. Usually, as we can know in our own lives, it's not so easy to do that. The mind will turn towards what's difficult, what we don't like, what we want to resist. Um, And so, to turn the mind towards what is good in others, towards what is good in ourselves, is a training. And so this loving-kindness that we're doing is a training. It's a deconditioning of the default settings that we have, the default setting to turn towards unwholesome states of mind. And it's the reconditioning to turn towards wholesome states of mind and to be able to abide there in a a natural way. So there's a saying in, in the teachings that what the mind reflects upon, or what the heart reflects upon over and over again, to that one's heart will incline. To that one's heart will incline. So obviously, just as we have had the habit of inclining the mind in a certain direction all the time when certain conditions come up that are unfavorable or unlikable to us, we notice, if we're honest with ourselves, we notice that the default setting is such and such. So it could be that the default setting would be what we call the far enemy or the far opposite of loving-kindness which is ill will. Loving kindness is goodwill. The far opposite is ill will. And the many forms of ill will, um, hatred and rage on the far end, just uh, 
resistance, impatience, frustration, guilt, uh, many, many uh, of those that we know for ourselves, of course. So we, we can see what the default setting is, maybe quite naturally when something comes up that we don't like. Our hearts close down or push away with some kind of ill will. And so what we're doing here is inclining the mind towards goodwill, no matter what happens. The near enemy or the near opposite is attachment. And so I'll be reminding you of this um, during the course of our practice. Attachment is the heart that goes towards or the mind that goes towards what we want to happen. So, for example, something is not pleasant for us to experience and maybe our mind goes that we want something else. We're, We're turning away, running away, going towards what we want. Attachment can also mean that when we're faced with a loved one, we have some kind of agenda with our love. We see it that way, that we'll give our love, we offer our love, if we can get something back, some love or some form of um, acceptance. And metta isn't like that at all. Metta offers love unconditionally. It offers care and friendliness unconditionally. So this near enemy of attachment is um, some kind of dependency on another person or another or a condition outside of ourselves to give back something. When metta is this generosity of the heart, it just gives without expecting anything in return. So this is, these are the ways of this unconditional love. It may seem like, um, you know, it's just saying phrases over and over again, which is what we do in the practice, and we may think, well, what good is this? Well, if you've, you've sat with your mind at least a day, and you can see where it goes without training, right? (laughs) Wouldn't you rather train the mind to go to a certain place and have that be a place where the mind can go out of a new habit? So I I remember when I was first doing metta practice, I had these very same thoughts, you know, when I was um, being given the instruction and, okay, I'll, I, I will do, I will try it. And I was in my 20s then. And um, luckily I I had teachers that would uh, also be so kind and and teachers that I could trust that I could put myself in the place of a, like a seven-year-old, like my Thai teacher teacher used to always say, just come in here with the countenance of a seven-year-old and see if you can, I'm not going to harm you or hurt you, and see if you can follow the instructions. And so that's what I would do. And I would see that over and over again to turn the heart, to turn the mind towards loving kindness was not just repeating the phrases, but it was underneath that. It was a a constant choice that I made, a conscious and constant choice that I made to turn the mind there to that place. 
there was a possibility that I would see the mind going towards uh, something around ill will or something around that I want it to be a certain way. But seeing that clearly, I could make the choice and say, no, I'm turning it this way. Uh, Turning it to the place of saying, may I be peaceful, may you be peaceful. And at some point, those words really matched up with my deep intention, and it would come very, very spontaneously. Not all the time, still working on it, but more times than 30 years ago when I first started. So uh, the words that we'll be using, really think of them as a choice that you're making. Those words represent for you, which you can change the words, can represent for you uh, to make the choice to abide in that place of friendliness and caring in your heart unconditionally. And maybe it doesn't feel like it in the moment. Maybe it doesn't seem like it, or you can't sense anything about it or around it. But in time, you'll feel the depth of it. And you'll see that it's, this is why we do this training So what we're going to do is go through a progression of individuals, starting with oneself, going on to a benefactor, a dear friend, a neutral person, and a difficult person. And today we'll start with the easier ones, which are the uh, oneself and benefactor and then dear friend. And then tomorrow we'll go on to the rest. There's a beginning part. Uh, where we turn the mind towards the goodness of that person. So there's some reflection in metta. This is, reflection means that you can think about it. And that's totally okay. You can think about this, yourself, this person, the goodness about this person. You might bring up a situation. I'll guide you in that. And then we'll say particular phrases. I'll guide you in the phrases. But you can find a way to make them your own. And I'll give you some options, change them a little. I'll try that uh, as I'm here guiding you. And also give you the option to not use any words at all. You may just decide to energetically offer um, the, the warmth or the coolness of loving kindness, whichever is suitable for you. Some people see loving-kindness encased in a fountain of, um, from the heart. Some people see it as a gentle rain. Some people see it represented by a light with no words. So little by little, I'll kind of drop those in, and then you can try them on and see how they fit for you. And use the ones that are useful, and just put aside those that aren't useful. Okay, so let's begin. So again, we make sure that our posture is one where we're comfortable and allows the mind to be alert. 
whatever noises are present, um, this is how it is. So just leave it in the background if you can. And this is actually excellent practice because this is how it is in our lives. We can't control the environment. So from this posture, we bring our attention to the heart center, to the place around the physical heart. And soften the attention so that instead of trying to leave anything outside, just let it softly be there in the background, the sounds, sensations in the body. And let's begin with, from the heart center, remembering those who have loved us, those who have been kind to us. Maybe we remember a particular person, or maybe it's just the general idea, understanding of that there have been countless people who have given their love and affection unconditionally to us. So let those persons be around us, representing their care and love. Continuing to receive it in our hearts. And letting our hearts be filled with the acknowledgement of that fact. If not for all of that kindness, we wouldn't be here in the way we are today. And then from that place, we begin with ourselves, if you can, offering ourselves loving kindness. Turning first and remembering our own goodness. Reflecting on that. It might be just acknowledging the fact that we're here. We're still here. It takes a lot of courage and patience, persevering effort, a lot of caring for ourselves to be here. Remembering that goodness and whatever else that you can bring in.
And if it's hard to begin with oneself, begin with another person, someone you can easily see the goodness in. And do the same for that person if you're not doing for yourself. And then from that place, offering oneself loving-kindness, letting each of these phrases represent that intention. So the phrases are simply a representation of this loving-kindness. May I be safe and protected in all ways. allowing the words to come from your heart center and repeating silently as often as you need to or as seldom as you need to, safe and protected. May I be peaceful and happy. May I be healthy and strong of body.
May I be at ease with the conditions of my life. So take a little time to continue to offer loving-kindness to yourself or this other person if it's difficult for yourself using just one phrase or two that resonates with you. May I be safe and protected. May I be peaceful and happy. May I be healthy and strong. May I live with ease of well-being. And if using words don't resonate with you, simply offer the energy of loving-kindness.
Moving on now to the next person. Traditionally is a benefactor. Can you hear me in the back? So this benefactor is someone who has benefited you. You might want to choose one person. Sometimes it's helpful with conditions like this to choose many, just to remember all of our benefactors. Offering loving kindness to all of them wherever they may be, or to a particular person. Remembering the goodness of this particular person. And then offering loving-kindness to this person. Allowing the words to carry our unconditional friendship. May you be safe in all ways. Pervading, radiating, offering that energy, even without words, safe, protected. May you be happy and peaceful.
May you be healthy and strong. May you live with ease of well-being. Continuing with this person in your own way, finding your own words if you like, or using the phrases, may you be safe, peaceful and happy.
Now moving on to the third person, a dear friend or a loved one. Can be a family member. Have a clear sense of who this is. As much as you can in a visual way or just a felt sense way. And then take a few moments to remember their good qualities or something about them that opens your heart. offering our unconditional friendship and care infused in these phrases may you be safe and protected from all harm May you be peaceful and happy. May your body be healthy and strong.
May your heart be at ease with the conditions of your life. continuing to offer to this person with words or just energetically a field of light, a field of energy, a field of warmth from your heart center to this person. safe and protected, peaceful and happy. Coming to a close now and returning our attention to the heart center. Then taking our last minutes here to offer metta to each other. Offering metta to someone beside us, in the front, the back, or to the side. May you be safe and protected on your inner journey. And then offering to those immediately around us. May wisdom and love always protect you. Opening that field to include everyone here in the room if you can. May all beings here be healthy and strong. 
to all the beings here at this retreat center, all of those who serve us in the kitchen, in the offices, many that we cannot see. May you all be happy and peaceful, offering the energy of loving-kindness, radiating from your heart center. Expanding to include all of the area around this retreat center, all of the neighbors, including those at the forest refuge, the neighbors around us, all of the human beings and animal beings, all of the creatures, peaceful, happy, offering our goodwill, And in this field, calling to mind any of those beings in our families or from our group of friends whom you'd like to offer special loving kindness to, maybe someone who's not feeling so well, bringing them into your field of the heart. Radiating loving kindness to this person. May your heart and mind be peaceful no matter what's happening. And though we don't know them, offering our goodwill to all the special friends of everyone here, all of those who've been brought into this circle, may you all be safe and protected. May all beings everywhere, in all directions, including all of our family and friends, without exception, may you all be happy, radiating that goodwill out to all of them. May you all be peaceful. May you all be liberated.
May we dedicate the merit of our practice here together to all of our family and friends, to each other, even to those who have passed away and are not with us. By the sharing of this merit, may all beings be benefited. May all beings be liberated. So do you have any questions about your practice just now? About understanding loving kindness? Do you have any answers? (laughs) Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Oh. Oh, okay. So saying it as a mantra. Yes, you can do that within the time period that I give you. You can do it sort of as a mantra. Um saying it over and over again. And so how did you do it that was, I mean, I, I know how I offered it, but I didn't, there were several choices that you could have. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would say to continue in that way. If that's you know that's worked for you, so just continue in that way. Yeah. So it brings up a good point for everyone that uh the words I give you, um I'll write them on the board and you can copy the phrases down, these phrases that we've been using, I've been using, and uh, you can use them all. You can use three of them, as I suppose you were saying you use three. Okay. You can use two of them, however you wish. You can repeat them over and over again um, as sort of a mantra. Uh, and if that works for you, I just advise you to try it out and see how it works for you. For some people, repeating doesn't work so much, and so um, just radiating that, radiating what that means helps. Uh, So you you just have a choice. I think in the beginning, you have to try it out and see what works for you. And if something already works, then use that. Yeah. 
You know, we're developing two things here, really. Um, We're developing many things, but the two basic things is, number one, a kind of mind that can incline towards loving kindness quite naturally. You know, what one repeats, it reflects upon over and over again to that one's mind will incline. So we're developing the capacity for our minds and hearts to incline towards this um, emotion, this divine emotion of loving kindness. The other thing that we're developing actually quite simultaneously is concentration. So by repeating things over and over again, this concentration develops. We're, we're kind of repeating three things over and over again, apart from the different mantras. We bring up the person, and by getting having our attention on this person over and over again, by reflecting on this person's goodness over and over again, this is one of the ways within this practice that we develop some kind of concentration. Because you'll notice that when you bring this person up and you start reflecting on this person, the mind goes off, right? It can't stay on it all the time. You have to keep bringing it back. Oh, what am I doing? Reflecting on this person, on the goodness of this person. And it goes off. And then you have to remember what you're doing. Oh, yes, this person and you bring up that person's face or something you remember about that person. So that's the unifying the mind and kind of putting the energy all in one area. And then we move on to the other, the next area where we're repeating these phrases, kind of these mantras, as you say, over and over and over again. And so when that happens, there there is the same thing. There's putting the energy into one area over and over again. Maybe the phrases change, but it's basically the same. We're cultivating loving kindness through the use of these phrases. The mind goes off. You come back. You know, it goes off track. We remember, oh, this is what I'm doing. We come back over and over again. And the third area, which you will maybe begin to see as you do the practice, is that sometimes the words go away, the faces go away, the person goes away. And what is experienced is just this sense of loving kindness in one's heart. And so that's when it gets deeper and deeper. And so there's really in that place, there's not a sense of, I and you. There's just this sense of loving kindness. And it's quite impersonal at that stage. And so then what happens is there is kind of a an abiding there and a staying there in that place. So it, it gradually kind of gets, we dip into that once in a while. So I don't want to give the impression that we go there and stay there. It's just a place where we abide in a little while and then we have to keep saying the phrases or keep bringing up the person that we're offering loving kindness to. So this, these two things, concentration and the development of that 
um, divine emotion are happening in our practice. And this helps our Vipassana practice because it's majorly important to have a soft, tender attitude towards everything we face that comes up within our hearts or whatever comes up in the environment around us. That friendly, accepting attitude majorly helps us in our practice. Also, the concentration that we develop in metta meditation, we, br- we can bring that concentration to our vipassana practice. Even though we're not doing a concentration practice in vipassana, you know, it's as Steve explained last night, there's shamatha and there's vipassana. Vipassana is our attention on changing objects and the continuity of that attention on changing objects is also concentration, develops concentration. Once we start doing metta, many people, and I find that uh, that can kind of, that concentration can overflow and can help our Vipassana practice. So it's very, very helpful to have both of these developed at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's very good that you brought that up. So what was arising is the uh, near enemy uh, or the near opposite of loving kindness, which is attachment. So when you see that come up, that's good to see it. Just notice it. And if you can still keep on track with the metta practice, just keep on track. So you may just be able to notice it and go back to your metta practice. So it may be that you keep noticing it, you know, while you're doing your metta practice. But if you notice it and it doesn't get in the way, no problem. Just keep doing the metta practice. And in time, you'll be able to notice that it comes up, but it's not as strong. It doesn't come up like a big, you know, airplane flying through the mind. It may come up more like a a, a cloud coming through the mind. Yeah. So that's good. How many had uh, noticed attachment come up in your practice? Yeah. So... It's, it can happen exactly like that. Attachment to really wanting those phrases to come true. What metta is, is just the offering. It, it's, it's not about even needing those phrases to come true. It's just like a little child offering some flowers. And maybe you just leave it there at, at the feet of the person. And whether they pick it up or not, is not under our control, but the offering is. And so that's that's what we're cultivating. Mm-hmm. 
Ja. So when an issue comes up, which does happen, you know, should we investigate or just continue? Always just continue if you can. Uh, let, let the issue just fall to the side and your choice is to, whatever the issue is, I'm just going to keep sending you metta. That would be, th- that choice that you make over and over again can become the default setting in the mind. I know there's, there has to be times when we have to look at the issue and really decide how are we going to handle this and what we're going to do. And so that can be later. What I, what I do in my practice, it comes up for me is I just say, okay, later. It's like, I'm not going to forget it. You know, it comes up even when I want to forget it. So, um, it'll come up when, and you can handle it at a later time. But when you're in training on the cushion and you're consciously making the choice to incline the mind towards loving kindness. So just know that that's your intention for that time. And and we're not going to forget to to handle it in whatever way we need to. But that, so that's very good. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can come up where we feel that it's kind of a pride, pridefulness that's coming up. And, and it comes up too because we're not so used to reflecting on our goodness. You know, it, it's, it's just not something that we're trained to do in, in a way that's really balanced. So if you're... Um, if you feel like you're struggling with it, just go right to the phrases. How did it go for you with the phrases, offering to yourself? Was that part okay? Okay. So then if, if it's like that, then um, choose first someone that's easier, like a benefactor or a friend. And uh, for a lot of people, that has to happen. And then at some point, you know, you can bring yourself in more easily. And and it'll happen. So just not to make a big deal out of it, just go right to whoever is easier for you. Because for some of us, it's easier to see the goodness in another person first. And then in practicing that, we can see the goodness in ourselves. You know, just the very ability to see a goodness, the goodness in another person is already reflecting our own good heart. Just the ability to be able to do that. Yeah. So how many saw the opposite of ill will as you were coming up? Resistance or, you know, something came up about the person you were turning your mind to and did that come up for anybody? Yeah.
Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We face a lot when we do loving kindness. A lot. It's a in a way, it's a purification practice because a lot comes up. We see a lot that goes on in our hearts, and this is good. And we learn to see it with tenderness, you know, because it's all we're we're just talking about thinking about, reflecting about, knowing about loving kindness over and over again in relationship to what comes up in our own hearts. Did you have something? Uh huh. So that was interesting to surround yourself with good people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that isn't traditional, but I found that that's, that makes it easy to do, to begin by um, remembering those who have loved us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for the feeling? Oh, grasping towards a feeling. The feeling of uh, yeah, so the grasping you notice that there's a grasping for that feeling of open heartedness, a strong I'm just going to put other words to it, strong yearning for it mm-hmm. you know in some ways, you can see this as a wholesome quality of your heart, yeah that um. It's hard, you know, with with English language because there's specific language in uh, in Pali, which is the ancient language that the Buddha's um, teachings were translated from. There are more specific words. So this kind of yearning or this turning the mind to towards loving kindness or this really sincere wanting to develop that is actually a wholesome quality of mind. Um, but sometimes when we feel like, you know, there's a squeeze around it or it feels like Velcro or something, that's going a little towards tanha, which is that, that kind of wanting that's unwholesome. So just watch it. Let it uh, be friends with that too. And it's not always like unwholesome. Mm-hmm. One last back there. Uh huh. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, great. That's what it's meant to do. Uh huh. 
And then the forgiveness came with that gratitude. It just came with that. Beautiful. Yeah. So as we do this practice, you'll notice a lot of natural, wholesome qualities arising, as you talked about. The natural, wholesome qualities of gratitude and forgiveness. So I'd just like to recommend that as you go through the practice during these days that we have here together, um, really notice those wholesome qualities that come up. Often, you know, we just pay attention to the defilements or because they're so, they're so big and they're so, you know, gnarly and, and bumpy and all of that and they kind of scream for attention. There are a lot of beautiful ones that are quietly there, and you know they're they're there a lot more often than we actually give them credit for. So really notice those, and if you're into naming or you know forgiveness being known, gratitude being known, then that actually supports the growth of them in our hearts. So I think that's good for now. Thank you. I just want to suggest one more thing. In doing walking practice, you can try loving-kindness practice in your walking. Just coordinating the phrases uh, with with your walking pace. Just play with it and find a way. See how it works. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.